Hello and welcome to SEO SAS. You are joined with myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO Executive at LikeMind Media. And with me, I have Hannah Bryce, SEO Manager at Soak.com. We call ourselves SEO SAS because we are exactly that, your special answering service. So each week we will pick interesting topic. We even invite people to come and talk on our show and we basically just debate stuff and get you answers. This show is brought to you by the team at LikeMind Media. Like My Media help clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, content, or even podcasts, just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like you. Thanks, Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Hello, how are you doing? I am not too bad, thank you. Uh, well, a little bit stressed. Stressed? How come? I'm carless. Oh no. I did the really stupid thing of selling a car without a plan of getting a new car, <laughs> which you're probably not surprised to... I'm not that surprised, really. If anybody could do that, I'd be like, oh, it's a really good idea, I'm just going to sell my car. Well, I was offered money and I was just like... <laughs> Okay, here's my car, and now what would you if someone offered you money for your clothes? You'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, in last episode, you were asking about an embarrassing yeah. junk story. I once sold shoes for chewing gum. But anyway, let's <laughs> <laughs> move on. So we've got exciting news this week. Yes, we have another awesome guest today. We are joined with Making SEO Executive at Crowd, and we're going to be talking about PageSpeed. Hello, May. Hey guys, how are you? We're good, we're good. I think, yeah, Sarah's a bit flappy with the whole car situation, but I'm relatively chilled for once, so it's all good. Do you have have a car? Do you know of a car of sale? Do you want to sell me your car, perhaps? (laughs) I would love to get rid of my car. I've actually been looking at myself to get a new one, but I'm holding in, trying to save as much as I can, but we'll see. It's a minefield. So many options. That's my problem. If I'm offered too many options, can't I, just, choose. I just can't choose. So just tell me. Tell me what car to get. <laughs> anyway, yes. so thank you very much for agreeing to come on today. It's awesome to have you on board. We've got some, no, questions. Thank you guys. We've got some questions for you. Yeah, so can we start with a bit about you? So like maybe what got you into the magical world of SEO? So I basically began my digital marketing journey as an apprentice in 2017. I started a small business by doing their in-house marketing, which consisted of a lot of content and social marketing. Yeah. During that course of that year, I was given training by my apprenticeship provider, QA. They taught me the basics of different digital marketing modules, which then included SEO. And uh-huh. um, this is where my interest began. I saw how this sector of marketing was growing rapidly and the demand for specialists within the field is extremely high. So I just thought, do you know what? Why, why am I not getting involved in this? I need to. Plus it's a common <laughs> area, right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we think so. And so what sort of aspects of SEO do you deal with on a daily or even weekly basis? So what I love about my job really is that it's never the same working day I mean Sarah can you relate on this with agency life yes yeah yeah every day brings up a new challenge or a new thing that you need to do or your client is asking something and you need to be really quick in like reacting so yeah I completely get that and it's it can be exciting but also a bit hectic as well yeah 100% I feel like we all work at such a fast pace 
and we're like all headless chickens sometimes just running around like ah <laughs> but it's great it's all what makes it exciting isn't it um but yeah I'm constantly working towards our client strategy and obviously always reviewing our performance on a regular basis to spark trends patterns challenges but also successes and additionally with how crowds business model works and we have to do a lot of admin tasks to ensure our work is up to client standards so yeah with Uh SEO it's definitely a lot of analysis cool and I checked out your site and I really love the notion on there that it says there's no such thing as a great agency just great people in agencies so what's it like working there Oh, working at Crowd was honestly the best decision I've made in my career so far. I mean, the people who I work with truly make work, not feel like work. Um, We all really support one another because like with anything, like I said before, things can get stressful in agency and we're very easy to just get wrapped up with what we're doing because of the fast pace we work at. But with Crowd, everyone is there to help no matter what department you are or seniority level you may be. I mean, they do really look after us. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, they held like a hog roast event and we also get our weekly Tesco shop too with food goodies. So I can't Ah, go wrong there. (laughs) It's really good. Awesome. Well, we we first connected after, um, so I read your article on Search Engine Watch and it was the the power of page speed, practical tips and tools to speed up your site. And I thought actually it's a really good intro to the topic and goes into a decent amount of depth. And we know that a lot of our listeners are either business owners or marketers who are either starting off in the world of SEO or dipping their toes in or some more seasoned SEO people. But we thought the points that you shared would be really useful for lots of them. So can we talk to you a bit about some of the stuff you covered in the article? Yeah, perfect. But let's do this. That would be really awkward if you just said no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like no. See you later, girls. That's it. Done. <laughs> this is my time. Uh, okay, so I'm going to start off with the million. Do- I'll try that one again. I'll start off with the million dollar question. How does page speed affect SEO in your opinion? So I feel like throughout the digital years, there's been a distinct correlation shown between page speed versus visitor retention and bounce rate and mm-hmm. um, with that being said visitor retention has become an important aspect of meeting revenue goals and other annual targets which is why page speed is one of the most vital points of user experience criteria and then in terms of seo with it this is such an effective ineffective use of crawl budget because it can drastically reduce ranking influence yeah. I mean, yeah. if your website has such slow loading pages, search engines will simply not be able to crawl the volume of pages a competitor with faster loading pages could. Mm-hmm. Therefore, performing page speed tests should be a high priority, if not already. Okay. Nice answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so would you, would you say that page speed significantly impacts conversion too? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, to put it into perspective, almost 50% of consumers expect a web page to load in less than two seconds. And if it doesn't, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, in 2019, you know what we're all like, we're on our phones and we want something there and then. I mean, even Google reported that one second delay in load time can decrease your visitor's satisfaction by 16%. It's crazy. And I mean, for me, if I'm shopping or on the internet and I click a page and it does take long to load, I'm I'm out there. I'm yeah. out there going somewhere because we we live in such like a high paced society nowadays, and we we're very and consumers and customers are very expected expect 
What's the expectant? Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Hannah has to help me with some words here. <laughs> so, so yeah. the main reason I'm on this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> Just <laughs> translator. <laughs> you are Sarah's translator. <laughs> so, so yes. Uh, so I, I also think, think the site, it, it looks like it's a really crap site if it doesn't load. Yeah. You don't trust it. No, do you? exactly. Your, your yeah. trust is gone straight away. Definitely see how that would impact conversion. So for our listeners then, how would you suggest they test how fast or slow their site is? Online at the moment, there is a range of online page speed tools which can evaluate your overall website speed and individual web pages too. I'm I would really recommend using tools like Google Page Speed Insights and Pingdom Speed Test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I've used Pingdom in the in the past. They're really good. And how how can you tell then if a speed is good or bad? Is there any benchmarks that you can do against better ranking pages, for example, or I mean, I know you're familiar with Pingdom, Sarah. I mean, when you're working with the likes of that platform, once it's finally assessed your website, it'll give you a performance grade, yeah. a total time your total page size and also the number of requests you have on your website therefore you're able to compare against close competitors website by typing in their url which you could then collate your information to create a report work towards retainable benchmarks okay nice tip so would you say that's your favorite tool for finding out page speed yeah i definitely say pingdom's my favorite i mean it's just so simple to use in comparison to other tools right now yeah and i love how the platform provides different reports like the waterfall breakdown and page analysis and history what one your favorite tool um so i i like lighthouse i like google lighthouse oh yeah but there is a lot in there that's kind of it goes over my head so <laughs> I, I just like it for the overview and i like how it kind of color codes good or bad so i know okay this is not good so i don't need to do loads of research to find out whether it's a good result or a bad result it tells me so yeah i like the simplicity of that but then some of the stuff in there i'm just like i have no idea what that means for me i would <laughs> <laughs> What does that word mean? For me, I always use a mixture of tools when I'm doing analysis uh, just to try and get more of a all-rounded picture because if there's a couple of tools picking up one major point, then you know, okay, that that's maybe where I focus. So I'll use Google Page Insights, GT Metrics, yeah. Pingdom. Yeah. Screaming Frog as well. Actually. Screaming Frog, yeah. We're, we're yeah. big Screaming Frog fans. So yeah, I'd, I'd always say use a couple and then, yeah, you can get a big, like a fuller picture, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Cool. And so when it comes to um, page load in general, would you say that you should prioritise mobile over desktop page speed? So as our 51.3% of internet usage is via mobile, this figure is only going to increase. Yeah. Therefore, I really feel that SEO experts really should be prioritising mobile speed over desktop. When research has been conducted about simply how fast mobile visitors want sites to appear, it's said that 73% of mobile internet browsers have encountered sites that took too long to load, whereas also 40% abandon a site if it doesn't load in three seconds or less. So again, it's cracking down on those online shoppers that want their bargain straight in. (laughs) Yeah, And and I suppose with mobile, especially if someone's on 3G, or they don't have, they're not connected to internet, it, it is harder for things to load, isn't it, and stuff. So, and, and obviously mobile first. Yeah, and mobile first is a, is a thing. Uh, even though there are, there are some, I saw an article where there's some 
websites that are still waiting really for mobile first yeah but as you can imagine there's loads I I can't even tell you off the top of my head how many websites there are yeah yeah. but but there's still like people that are still waiting but it's still important to do because as soon as that does happen yeah you need to be there don't you cool so I with my clients I work a lot with WordPress and obviously one thing that can slow down WordPress sites is plugins there are plugins out there which can help with page speed so if yeah if you were to say prioritize these ones which ones which ones would you um I definitely say WP fastest cache purely because it creates static html file so that multiple users can reach the same static page rather than having the page render repeatedly I'd also say W3 total cache too this is just because um, it's shown at least um, 10 times improvement in overall site performance and conversion rates are heightened, but also search engine rankings improve over time. And then mm-hmm. I'd say my last but not least, my W3 Smush. That's a great <laughs> name. I know, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's why it's in my top three. Um, <laughs> and it's also an award-winning image compression plugin um, and nice. up to 50 images at a time but also quality is not affected so with smush then people can just upload pictures and they don't have to manually compress them on a tool is that yeah that's right so it's an yeah. automated service so you can upload up to 50 that compress it and awesome. um yeah I think I think that's a really good one because there'll be loads of our listeners who will forget because obviously compressing images is always really important but yeah. it can like it's you do forget to do things sometimes so if there's something automatic on your site that can do that for you yeah really awesome. good tip yeah so obviously Hannah you picked, uh, you brought up Google's Lighthouse mm-hmm. May why do you, why do you think people should use this in case um, people don't know what it is, it's an open source automated tool for improving the quality of web pages. I feel like people should use this purely because it can run against any web page, public or ones that require authentication, and it provides audits for performance, accessibility, and progressive web apps, and many more. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, Hannah, you color coordination I'm big on it as well and if I can see right green means good crack on with that something's obviously working there red bad maybe not so good need to improve that I think the simplicity of it is a really big thing for people yeah cool I definitely agree what would you say Hannah why if you could add to that I think your point on the audit is probably a really good one because it shows you so much. Uh, So you can see the first paint, you can see, so if you've got something like uh, lazy load, you can see whether that's working well enough. Then you can see loads of different aspects of what is and what isn't working. Whereas it just, if, if you are relying on something like screaming frog otherwise to sort of say, oh, okay, that's too slow. You don't really know why, but Google Lighthouse will give you sort of a bit more detail. Yeah, we are 100%. Cool. I'm glad you. I'm glad we agree on this. <laughs> Although I feel like you're more of an expert on it than I am, definitely. <laughs> so, from from your point of view, if you had to create a checklist of maybe the top three things people can do to improve their page speed, what would they be? I mean, if I was to give my top three, I would definitely suggest to reduce the size of files which are sent to your website's visitors, yeah. such as HTML or CSS. This is just so you can reduce 
overall HTTP response time. A second one would definitely be to reduce the number of redirects you have on your site. This is just because by creating more HTTP requests, this in consequence, consequence with an increase of page speed. And additionally, any broken links should be fixed as a priority because this affects overall user experience too. Nice. And then finally, I would definitely say to import images with the correct size, file format, and like we said before about compression yeah. um, for purposes. I mean, if you have multiple images distributed across your website, again, page speed is just going to decrease. It is bringing up the point where you said about having the correct size. I didn't first realise this, but if you've got a picture that's bigger than like your website can handle or format, it obviously has to have CSS or whatever in the background to make sure it's the right size. And obviously that is all time. So I think there's lots of things that people are just doing, like adding adding stuff to their website and they just don't necessarily realise that how big an impact that has on the page speed. So yeah, it is interesting that you brought that one up. Yeah, 100%. I think it's one of those, it's definitely with images as well, because it can be such a tedious task. And I know a lot of business owners that will either forget or simply just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, 100%. And so what's your position on JavaScript? So we know Barry Adams thinks it's evil. If you've ever seen him talk it, right next he hates it, doesn't yeah. he? Are you a lover yeah. or a hater? I mean, is there an option to be an in-betweener? Of course, <laughs> you could be on the fence, it's fine. <laughs> I, I feel like there's two parts to it. I feel that, yes, delivering less um, JavaScript can mean less time in network transmission, less um, spent money de- decompressing code, and less time passing and compiling the JavaScript itself. Mm-hmm. But there are smart ways of reducing the network transfer cost of tra- tra- JavaScript, you, such as only sending across the code a user needs, compression using is it Gizip? Yeah. Yeah, and simply removing unused code. So yeah, I think if you use it properly and effectively, then why not be a lover? Yeah, no, very very fair point. <laughs> so we we've mentioned the tool of GT Metrics, and we've sort of like gone into what that does. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about that? And obviously, we've talked about the waterfall breakdown as well. So it'd be good to sort of for people who don't know what that is, for, yeah, for you to give some detail on that. I mean, GT Metrics goes into great detail about both page speed and why slow metrics by dividing reports into five sections. These being page speed, why slow, waterfall breakdown, video and history. And the difference between this tool and other tools available, such as Google Page Speed Insights, is that you can test and compare your performance against different connection setups like cable or dial up to see how it affects your page load speed. Wow, I look. Um, yeah, I know. We're taking it old school now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you mentioned waterfall breakdown. This is what consists of charts, which are critical, which is a critical diagnostic tool for your web pages. Pages can be slow for many, many different reasons. So if you feel your site feels slow, you can quickly run your own tests, generate waterfalls, and get a good idea of where your problem lies. Sounds like a really good tool for everyone to check out then, really. Oh, yeah, 100%.
And so from your point of view, what do you think will be next in the world of page speed? Now, I know it's, it's a big world, um, but will website users maybe become more or less impatient? Or do you think the shift will move from optimizing website page speed to app page speed or anything else like that? I mean, well, look at what year we're in now. In 2019, we want everything in an instant because mm. we would want to binge out on, on a Netflix series, on a train or online shop whilst we're on the commute. So I feel in the future, we can definitely expect more websites to be built in AMP. Yeah. Um, mm. I feel the structure will become more flexible in terms of its framework. As of right now, it's quite rigid. And then finally, I feel Google will definitely come down hard on websites which aren't fulfilling page speed requirements which could mean more tools and updates coming our way. From an SEO point of view, so that's that's good and bad news for us because obviously from the user point of view, that's brilliant. And that's exactly what we want as human beings. But, but then also from the SEO point of view, it's like, oh man, this is going to be a lot of hard work. Another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing to worry yeah. about. <laughs> so it's only going to get harder. But I suppose if you've got all the tools, you've got the knowledge and you just put them into practice, that's all you can do really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, SEO... I mean, to wrap it into words, it's trial and error. Some things Google love, some things Google hate. But it's, yeah, definitely uh, very subtle in what they want to give out to us. So, yeah, like I said, it's all a guessing game, but we can always try. (laughs) And I suppose for me, when I'm sort of like looking at page speed of like other websites and and clients and stuff, another thing that I will also look at is like the Google Analytics and the behavior. Because maybe like you're, um, there's some little tweaks that you can be doing with your site speed, but ultimately the end goal is to keep people on your website, isn't it? And to keep that bounce rate down and to keep people like going on more than one page. So yeah, I think lots of people kind of get into the trap of seeing page speed as a nice to have, but it really shouldn't. It should be like one of the priorities in like nowadays, shouldn't it? Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, you can have the nicest designed website ever, but if I'm clicking on one of your navigation bar buttons and I can't get there in enough time and I'm there still on the home page after 10 minutes, I'm gone. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> so um, to finish, uh, to finish off this bit then, do you have any questions for me and Hannah? Yeah. So I just wanted to know how you guys started off this podcast. What made you want to start it? I'll let Sarah answer that. I can't remember. How did this come about? Sarah badgered me. Oh, that? that sounds like our relationship. I badger Hannah until she says yes. And, uh, that's, that's I'm sad. so glad that she did. So yeah, it was all Sarah's idea. I think what it was, me and Hannah used to work together. And that's how we met each other. And she missed me. I, I missed you. I missed you. But yeah, and it was just like, the one thing that we've got in common is SEO. We like talking about it. And debating. And debating. And we were like, well, why don't we make, try and make a thing of it? And like, like Hannah said, I've asked her a couple of times, you know, <laughs> and she was like, okay. Uh, a couple of times. Do you mean 10 times? Pro- probably more. Hundreds. <laughs> probably some cake bribes. And, uh, yeah. but, Lock you in a room. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, yeah. And I think... I just think because the whole thing about like SEO is like learning from each other, isn't it? So having a podcast like this where and also I don't know what Hannah thinks about this, but um, it keeps me like up to date with stuff because like you're researching stuff consistently for the podcast and you're talking to different people like yourself and you just and there's so much power that comes just from conversations, isn't there? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like SEO is 
like a 24-7 debate. No one knows right or wrong. It's a science. Nice. I like that. That's a really good. You should put that on a t-shirt and wear it to brightness here. <laughs> oh, we'll steal it. I'll, and... <laughs> I'll frame it. Yeah, love it. Now, are you ready for the most fun part of this podcast? Hit me with it. What have you got? (laughs) It's feature time. So this is a bit of a geeky one. I've done it. Um, So it's you against Sarah. Are you competitive? Oh, very. Excellent. Yeah. I am not. If I get one question right, then I'm winning in life. (laughs) (laughs) So um, based on the fact that this this podcast has been about speed, yeah, what I'm going to do is ask you which animal is faster. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. Awesome. I'm on this. God, this is going to be embarrassing now if I get this wrong. <laughs> it's fine. So um, the source is onekindplanet.org. No Googling it. So number one, a sailfish or a spur-winged goose? <laughs> Are these oh my actual God. creatures? Yes. So you made these I, I promise they're all real for once. So we have to say which is faster. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm. Uh, what What are you thinking, May? Can you repeat the options again? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, a sailfish, which, mm-hmm. by the way, is the world's fastest fish. Nice to know. Right. Or, well done. or a spur winged goose. I'm going to think a fish mm-hmm. is faster. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm thinking fish too. Streamline through the water. I'm afraid you're both incorrect. Oh. So the fish is oh. 68 miles per hour or 110 kilometers per hour, and the goose is 88 miles per hour or 142 kilometers per hour. Flipping out. You wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one a brown hare or a marlin, which by the way is also a fish. Are these all mm. compared to fish? No, but there are a lot of fast, fast <laughs> fish out there. <laughs> um, the hair. Hair. Um, wow, hair can hairs can be quite speedy, can't they? Um, I'm just trying to think. Is do you know how big this fish is? No, no. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to go with fish. Okay, so it was the fish. Yes. So the brown. Oh, hair. I should have been loyal to the fish. <laughs> Always be loyal to the fish. Um, so the hair <laughs> is 48 miles per hour or 77 kilometers per hour, which according to OneKindPlanet.org is the same as its predator, the red fox. And <laughs> how does that work then? They're just constantly chasing after each yeah, other. Yeah, potentially. I guess it's got to be, yeah, sneaky. And the marlin is 50 miles per hour or 80 kilometers per hour. Oh, remember, oh. the next time you're in a 50 oh. mile an hour zone, you're going the same speed as a fish. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> next one, a peregrine falcon or a cheetah? Cheetah. Ooh. Oh, hang on. No, yeah. hang on. Hang on. Like uh, cheetah is the obvious one, isn't it? But is it too obvious that you should go for the <laughs> whatever? What did you say? Peregrine falcon. That one. Um, oh. I mean, if you've got wings, think a bit logic. <laughs> Sarah's clapping right now, by the way. You if can't you, see her, but she is. If you, <laughs> you cover more space than legs, that's... I need an answer, please, people. Okay, falcon. Like you glide, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you'd glide more with... That's what, I feel like we've got the same logic here. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've got to be loyal to the bird. We'll There's going to be the people screaming at the podcast right now. It is indeed the falcon, which is 200 miles per hour or to 322 kilometers per hour, compared to 70 miles per hour or 113 kilometers per hour for the cheetah. And I think the falcon oh. is 
happiest thing on the planet. So, <laughs> is it? Wow. So I'm really See, I told you this would get embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might be wrong. I've probably just made a fall out of myself I, there, but it's see, super fast. See, I'm used to life being embarrassing. That's just my life. <laughs> okay, let's go for one that's a bit closer together. A blue wildebeest or a pronghorn antelope? <laughs> oh my gosh, where do you get these animals from? Onekindplanet.org. Okay, yes, you said you said the source at the beginning. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> uh, and there, so, I feel like you should be the next David Attenborough. <laughs> I would love that so much. I really would. I mean, that's a pretty big act to follow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've completely forgotten the animals. The wildebeest. A blue wildebeest. Or a pronghorn antelope. Aren't wildebeest quite big and bulky? Yes. Right, so they're going to be slow. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I've got antelope. Antelope. You're both going antelope. Mm. We're going to be wrong. I can feel it, May. You're both yeah. right. It's right. So oh. it's 50 miles per hour or 80 kilometers per hour. And the pronghorn antelope is 60 miles per hour or 98 kilometers per hour. How fast can you run, Hannah? Uh, that's your bonus question. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, la- the last one, there is a bonus question in case you do tie. A frigate bird, or it could be frigate. It's spelled F-R-I-G-A-T-E. <laughs> and on a pronunciation, I couldn't ask it. Or... You couldn't ask it. A white-throated needle tail. Is that a bird? It's also a bird. So two birds going up against each other? Yes. Can you say them again, just because I like to watch you like, <laughs> try and pronounce them? <laughs> a frigate bird or a white-throated needle tail? So throated sounds like it's got a bit of like throatiness, which is... <laughs> Slow it down. You know, oh, like the tech. We're just flying along going. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be very streamlined is what I'm getting at. So it'd be like flapping in the wind and slowing it down. So okay. the other one. You're going for frigate. Okay. Freaking out. Yes. <laughs> May? Was it the needle one? Yeah. White throated needle tail. Yeah. We'll go with that one because I feel like that sounds like the tail makes it sound like it's correct. Okay, you are correct. Uh, So the frigate was 95 miles per hour or 153 kilometres per hour and the white-throated needle tail was 106 miles per hour or 171 kilometres per hour. Wow. Lovely. Is that that a tight one then? Yes. Well, let me just give you a quick fact. So another fact about the frigate bird, because this is really exciting. Um, It's able to stay aloft for more than a week at a time due to its wingspan to body ratio. A loft. A loft, yeah. Like so in the can, air. Yeah, yeah, without landing for more than a week at a time. So it's in the air for a week. Yeah. Imagine how far you could fly. Just gliding. Well, wow. going at 95 miles per hour, probably. Flipping out. Yeah. Okay, so you, you have tied. Hey. It's like I guessed you would. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the tiebreaker question. I'm going to give you three answers, three possible answers, and I want you to tell me which one it is. So, and are you going to let me go first, or do you want to go first, then? I'll, I'll I'll be the nice host here okay. and let me go first. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. You're welcome. What is the top speed of a human? Is it? <laughs> this is Hannah. Oh. <laughs> is it 17 miles per hour, 20 miles mm. per hour, or 22 miles per hour? I'm going to go with 17. Okay. Going for the lowest one. Yeah. I'll say nearest wins. I'm just trying to think. Right, here comes my logic again. <laughs> So when I'm driving, like at work, there's a 15 per hour speed limit. Yeah. And I'm just trying to think if I've ever seen anyone like run past my car at 15 miles. And I think I have. 
So I'm going to go with the 21. Was it 20 or 22? So there's 17, 20 or 22? I'm feeling 22. Uh, 20. 20. No, 20. Oh, 20. <laughs> 20. Okay, well, it's actually 22. So you're both wrong, but Sarah's nearest. Uh, my logic uh. has been handy. Does that mean we have a forfeit for the lovely May? So, the lovely May. The forfeit. Right. And I don't know if you've heard, but we'd like to do quite a few impersonations. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It's all gone wrong. So, if you, if you please, we... <laughs> if you please, could you do it? An impersonation of Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, the mouse dude. Yeah. It's the one that's like, underlay, underlay, arriba, arriba. That one. Okay, I might just copy what you just did. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend to shake some uh, racket. I don't know. <laughs> um... Andale, andale, arriba, arriba. Very good. Encore, encore. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a really good spot <laughs> and for sharing all of your page feed knowledge with us, May. Yes, thank you. No. Very, very insightful and I've got a lot to work on. And to be honest, it's been really interesting as well. So, I mean, page feed, a lot of people probably think, God, that's going to be really difficult and technical, but you've made that really accessible. So thank you. No, thank you guys for letting me be on your podcast. Right. So guys, Marketed Live is just around the corner. It is the 30th of September, which is next month. And we've only got a few remaining. Oh, it is September, isn't it? (laughs) Thank you, Hannah. Um, Yes. And we've got the last few tickets remaining. So if you've not heard of Marketed Live, check that is the website, marketed.live. All the information is on there about speakers, venue, all of that lovely jazz. For being loyal listeners of our awesome show. I don't know why I sung, but now I'm singing. But yes, uh, go marketed.live forward slash S-E-O-S-A-S and you get a cheeky discount. As ever, I'm not going to say how much because that will make you go and check it out to see. So yes, hopefully see you there. So that brings us to the end of another podcast yes correct i i don't know why i was so uh oh may you're still there because how if people want to get in touch with you how how best can they reach out so my linkedin is maylee king so that's um m-a-e hyphen l-e-i um and then if you want to email me it's maylee without the hyphen 99 at gmail.com awesome we we i can't talk anymore our email address thank you Hannah. rescue is hello at seosaspodcast.com please do if you've got any questions or you want to come on or just want to talk to us reach out to us there you can also do it on twitter search for us seosas search for myself sarah mcduck both on linkedin you can yeah. try shouting our names really loudly from a high point Doesn't on a mountain sometimes. Hannah's on a mountain pretty much all the time, so she might be able to hear you. (laughs) But yes, I think we should say goodbye. Goodbye.